Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Just have the second half of that shit. Chat then. Yeah. Cool. Do so, that. So do now we'll that. do. So if you put them both together, they, we're going to get chit chat. Yeah. What I'll do is I'll use the magic of editing to just put these things seamlessly Ooh. together, giving us a full chit chat. Wow. Are you then going to try and sell this chit chat? Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah. Who will buy it? I said try. All oh, right. Okay. That seems fair. <laughs> Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And we're into a new year again. We are into a new we're powering year. powering through it now, Carl. Now, aren't we? We're like 1952. It's almost like we've done this before. Yeah. This whole new year thing. Yeah, it's just, you know. But I feel like it's been really recent. I think, I feel like 19, uh, was it 1951 went really, really fast. Yeah, it did. I, I mean, like, because we were doing... You know, just so well at kind of just ploughing through them. like Yeah, and like I don't even feel the compulsion to yell, Happy New Year! And confuse well, no, but, everybody, because yeah. I feel like I did it really recently. And the thing is, as soon you are going to be doing that like every other episode. Yeah. Want to, so, want you, to, so you don't want to you don't want to really set that precedent I don't. Now. I don't want to set the precedent. I don't want it to be a, fi- a feature. No. Like, I just want, want to just crack on quietly yeah. with very little fuss. It's like, right. That's the new... It's 52 now. That's, that's the new... Uh, ethos of the space jam continuum let's just we're not going to make a with very little fuss <laughs> yeah all right yeah okay uh so uh yeah uh last week uh we uh had some tweety action didn't we we did have some tweety uh, action tweety yeah. was uh well we saw tweety hatch out of an egg yeah like it was fully fully feathered tweety. yeah so like, 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 we, we, we've come to the conclusion that there is like you know tweety and he's just this big brain-looking creature thing now, who's controlling lots of surrogates. Yeah, I reckon there's a like Tweety's head's massive, yeah. but the body obviously still really small, and it's somewhere on some island. That's where him and Granny were going. Yeah, and uh, now he can sort of spawn, like Tweety spawn. They're just yes. Tweety spawn around yeah. the world, uh, and that's I think what we're seeing, which means Sylvester's probably going to have not a great time of it. I should imagine not, no. Um, and then we had uh, Daffy Duck I was gonna and Porky say, Pig. I was going to say, speaking of people who haven't had a great time of it, uh, Daffy Duck is more more prosthetic than we thought. Yes, yeah. Uh, again, we think like nearly every part of him is a, is a robot part. He's got some Go Go Gadget stuff going on. Yep. Um, we did also um, float the idea that he is actually kind of controlling these things and he's now more of a uh you know just in control higher up in the agency like sat in an yeah, office kind I of piloting kind of, these i can things. kind of see that like i'm, I'm kind of keen on that idea it's I, I don't want it to be too similar to the tweety thing though just on a punt but then well, again that, tweety's yeah. doing something different Tweety's spawning new tweeties yeah whereas daffy is you know basically piloting a drone Yes, yeah. it's just a very because because I think daffy we, drone. Yeah, like we we decided to look out for certain things. So like you know, if he has like bits coming out of him, it's like right, okay, well that's going to be a drone one. Whereas you know, if it's not, yeah, if we, then we assume that that probably is just daffy. Yeah, I don't know where we're standing on the beak 
in that situation because we decided quite a long time ago he had a prosthetic beak. Yes. Because his beak got blown off in the war. Um, but do we think now that that was actually part of the fully modular uh, robot Daffy? No, I, st- I still think um, it is that Daffy has a prosthetic beak because yeah. at one point we did see him where his beak got blown off and his face flap just opened and yeah, started talking. That's true, yes. And you wouldn't have. You if, wouldn't have that on a robot. You wouldn't have that on a robot, no. Uh, so do you think when he's in the chair, like piloting this thing in presumably some high tech, you know, lab somewhere, I yeah. imagine him getting into some sort of pod and like loads of screens lighting up all yeah, around him. I mean, him. he probably has some sort of uh, kind of suit he has to wear to get like feedback. Yeah, he's got like haptic gloves and yeah. things like that. And he, But do you reckon he wears his prosthetic beak? When he's he in the privacy of the pod. No, I think he does. Or do you think it's just slopey-faced <laughs> oh, black well, tube? Well, I Daffy. hope it's... Yeah, I hope he wears his beak because that image is haunting. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's <laughs> most of what we concluded last episode. So uh, let's jump right into 1952. Uh, yeah. We haven't seen Sylvester Jr. in a few episodes. No. He's back in the mix. Uh, as is Hippity Hopper. I'm wondering if there's some connection between Sylvester Jr. and Hippity Hopper, because last episode he was in was also yeah. a Hippity Hopper number. Possibly they're just buds. Yeah, maybe they're just mates from school. Yeah. Who I mean, knows? Yeah, they're growing up together, it would seem. Uh, so uh, let's find out uh, in Who's Kitten Who. Uh, it's a Hippity, Sylvester and Sylvester Jr. number from January 5th, 1952. First time we've heard Sylvester Jr. speak... It is the first time we've heard him speak. Um, what I did find in this... He's a little shit. He, he is. <laughs> but Sylvester is a very uh, committed father, I think. I Like, he, he, you know, every time he's around his kid, he's trying to do everything he can. And, like, we, uh, we kind of had the opposite feeling before. But yeah. now I've seen what Sylvester Jr.'s like, I kind of feel like the abandonment was the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, just I, never I, happy. Like, I still think Sylvester Junior lives with his mother and only sees his dad occasionally. Yeah, I um, so. but Sylvester was very um, keen to point out it's his only son. Yeah, we do know that now. Yeah. I mean, you might have some daughters kicking about, but this is definitely his only child. So, like, maybe that's why he's so committed because he's like, you know, I've got one kid to look after. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just his his only kid. Yeah. Because otherwise he'd have the other kids sometimes as well, wouldn't he? You would assume and probably so. at the same time. Um, but Hippity is very clearly friends with Sylvester Junior. Yeah, I mean it's not super clear until the end, but uh, like it's clearly a bit of a ploy. Like he's he's deliberately trying to make Sylvester feel bad. Yeah. yeah. So like generally the premise of the episode is similar to the previous Sylvester and Hippity Hopper episode, in that it's about him. Basically mistaking Hippity Hopper for a giant mouse. Yes. Uh, now, he repeatedly is like, oh, there's no way a mouse could get that big. So Sylvester obviously knows that a grown-up mouse is an elephant. Yes. Uh, he's also very particular in telling Sylvester Jr. that, uh, like, you have to catch mice. You have to do it. It's very important. Yeah. Where, like, Which I think is because, I mean, obviously for the reason, you know, we want mice caught generally, it's like, you know... They're a bit of a pest. They get in all the cupboards. They snaffle your food. They, you know. But well, I also especially think, if they're not paying rent. Especially if they're not paying yeah. rent, because we know that's a system they have. Yes. Although this mouse had a little hole, like a, a nice 
little door yeah, when he first so, turned up. So I reckon he is paying rent. I reckon he probably is. Um, but I also think, imagine how much worse uh, the problem would be if you had the number of mice that there are all growing up into elephants. Well, that's true. So like, it's possible that they're there to kind of keep uh, a hold on the elephant population. Yeah, I think it's... Especially, I think, for Sylvester, it's particularly important because we know Tweety has an army of uh, mice. Yeah. And rats, but a lot of mice. Yes. How much worse would that be if Tweety had an army of elephants? That is true. And elephants do always uh, have big, long tentacles on the ends of their faces as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Which is very cathedral Very, very, it? very, yeah. So, Eldritch. I mean, like, is... Is is that maybe why Tweety uses mice? Because he knows there is a like a small sort of like elder god in inside every mouse. I don't think there's an elder god, but I think I think he definitely feels some affinity with those creatures. Mm. Tentacle face. Yeah, tentacle face. Yeah. Yeah. Just the general. It's got. So so I mean, Sylvester's obviously trying to kind of slow that. Oh yeah, and I think what? most cat. I think most cats are, but I think it's well, Sylvester knows that it's it's even worse than most cats think because it's like most cats I think are just we don't want a load of elephants roaming around schnaffling all the cheese. Yeah, but Sylvester's like we don't want a load of evil elephants around schnaffling all the tunes in general. No, and consuming the world and and basically I mean, re- like really maybe Sylvester should go about it in a different way rather than trying to catch and kill. Maybe you should try to educate. And trying to stop these uh, little mice getting indoctrinated into uh, this into this cult into the cult, you know, because because that's probably that's probably the problem is the disenfranchisement of uh, mice and elephants, yeah. which are leading them to be uh, good prey. Well, I think elephants certainly these. have a uh, good reason to feel disenfranchised because their young are being ritually killed. Yeah, like. It's just not okay, man. So I think. I, I think, also think like uh, I think education's probably the way that they're going to solve this. I think so. I think Sylvester's painting with a very broad brush. Yeah. Like I don't think it. Not all mice. No. Just not all mice. Yeah, exactly. Like they're not all part of a horrible cult. Yeah. Like, you know, and beyond that, you're just looking like if they're not in the cult, you're just looking at sort of population control, and like that. That's a bit. That's a bit iffy as well. Like you should be trying to accommodate everyone really yeah, of course you should like, I mean, obviously it's a difficult job uh, and the monkey government or whoever's in power now should be doing better but really the solution to an uh, overpopulation problem uh, shouldn't be ritual murder of the of the no, young no no it shouldn't uh, you, you're right <laughs> Uh, well, this got really so- deep really quickly because like, I was like, I, I, there's not really much on this episode because it kind of just ended with uh, Hippity Hopper and Sylvester Jr. licking a lollipop and Sylvester with a bag on his head. Oh, yeah. The, up- the upshot out. is they were definitely in on it together and they're yeah. just trying to make Sylvester feel bad, which is just me. Again, it's just not very nice. It's not very nice. But, but then, I don't know. Like, n- n- neither's what Sylvester's plan is, so... No, I mean, that's true enough. I mean, the thing is, is, like... For him, I think it's probably a means to an end, but the the end maybe doesn't justify the means. Because Absolutely. he is trying to save the world from... Yeah. You know, whatever's going to come out of that elder portal. Absolutely, whatever. but he's just... Uh, he's taken a very, sort of... Like a carpet bomb approach to yes, it. Yes, exactly. Like, um, but, yeah. I think uh, yeah, I agree. I think we got more out of that than I expected <laughs> to, and not 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 all of it, you know, 
sunshine and rainbows. No. It was all a bit grim. Yeah, it was a bit grim. Shall we move on? I think we should, <laughs> because the, the title of the next episode, it, it excites me. So we were both in agreement on this. The next episode is called Operation Rabbit. And I don't know what it is about that title, but that just sounds like a classic Goodness. episode. Yeah. And you look across on our little list here, and it's a Bugs Bunny and Wiley Coyote number. And it's like, well, that, you know, Wiley Coyote is, is boss. Like, yeah. It's... Like Chief last, Inventor. Last time we had a Wiley Coyote episode, it was just like, well, this was that was just excellent. Yeah. So uh, hold high hopes for this one. We're watching Operation Rabbit. It's a Bugs Bunny and Wiley number uh, from January nineteenth, nineteen fifty-two. Do you think the door that Wiley? Wiley Coyote carries is uh, like standard procedure for a door-to-door salesman if they're selling to anyone who doesn't live in a house? Um, I mean, I think it's probably something that Wiley has created just because he seems like he wants to be polite about things, to begin with at least. Yeah. Um, So I think, you know, if he's going up to and, you know, he spends a lot of time out in the desert like that. He's going up to a lot of creatures that don't have houses. He's an inventor so, as well. He is so an inventor. He'd have made and, that himself. And probably a very good one. He like You know, he keeps calling himself a genius. And I don't know if he's quite full-on genius, but I think he's very good at inventing things. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely he's definitely got a me- mechanical like mechanical mind. Yeah. But, um, like, the door situation, the, thing, the reason I ask is because Bugs didn't seem, like, alarmed to find a door outside his hole. He was just like, yeah, hello. And he also Bugs said... I mean, although I, you know, I know he's being facetious. He also said, "Also, we gave you a check last week and slammed the door." Yeah. And I just wondered if maybe Wiley Coyote has been selling these doors to other salesmen, uh, so they could do the same thing. Yeah, possibly, possibly making him a door-to-door door salesman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I like I like the concept because maybe that is how he makes his money. That's how he because because he, he obviously has to make money somehow to get all the stuff. For inventing. And he sells doors to door-to-door salesmen. Yeah. I think door-to-door. so. Door-to-door. Door-to-door he sells Yeah. It. And if they don't have a door already, it's an easy sale, isn't it? It's great. Just pass it over. Oh, there you go. Size you, of an A4 yeah. piece of Obviously paper. Obviously you need this. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think, um, because we don't often see uh, bugs messing around with Wiley, and like, I don't really remember it. Obviously, this is the first time they've been paid so far. Yeah. But I don't really remember it as, a, as an often thing. Yeah, I don't think it was a, a yeah, common Wiley pairing. And, Wiley and uh, Roadrunner, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I wonder if... Because he didn't come out well from his running with Roadrunner before. Yeah. And I wonder if he's just taking a bit of a break from it. He goes, oh, I'm just going to go... I'm going to get a rabbit. I'll do that. Like, yeah, possibly. Because, I mean, it looks like... I mean, Bugs obviously rises out of the hole. And as we know, that it doesn't actually lead... That hole in the ground doesn't lead to his actual burrow. Well, that's how he gets out of the stew situation. Yeah. When Wiley puts the weird sort of pressure cooker over the top of Bugs' hole. Yeah. And what is interesting is when Wiley's chopping up the veg and stuff, he then kind of puts some tongs in and flicks it about, which means the hole's not that deep. Yeah. He must be able to look down and go, that hole's not that deep. This is a pothole at best. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's deep enough so that I can put the tongs in and just toss the salad, as it were. Yeah, I mean, like, I kind of think Wiley probably falls into that sort of area of... He's very smart, but has no common sense. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think like he, he suffers gets, from the thing that a lot of, like, high-level geniuses suffer from. He's, they actually he, like, he gets so hung up on his, his, like, his invention yeah. and, like, the genius of that that he doesn't really notice that, like, 
what he's trying to apply it to yeah, isn't like, actually well, ideal because he's too excited to see his invention work. Yeah. I mean, like what I took away from that was I think Bugs is possibly there to recruit Wiley or just try to stop him, stop his murdering tendencies um, because Bugs is probably going to need somebody who's that good at inventing. Like for like like for the, yeah, the things that are coming up, so. he needs somebody who's going to do that. And it's like, well, I know who I know who's that clever. So he's even if it's just when the time comes to get everybody into the right sort of place and time. Yeah, it's just like I'm going to need someone who can like because Bugs has never harnessed portal technology. No, but he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. That's the thing. But he does need other people to be able to use it in an instant. Yes. If, for instance. Aliens turn up and challenge the world to a game of basketball. Yes, exactly. But just as a hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, if that were if to that happen, were to happen, you know, as then, unlikely as that scenario seems, yeah, it might be a thing. And you know, Bugs is nothing if not prepared. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's there to kind of not necessarily recruit him straight away, but to scout him out to see if he's actually any good. So he's putting him through various yeah. sort of tests to go right. Actually, how good are you? Um, do you think he got bumped down the list after this episode? Well, I don't know. Do you think Bugs I mean, went back to his hole and went, disappointing? He was very inventive because, you know, he he had robotics. Uh, he, he managed to create a flying saucer drone that could target, um, you know, kind of very specific things. And sometimes you just had to write on it what it wanted to target. <laughs> Yeah, and then flick it to that, and, and, it, it, and, and it gave and it, it a good go. Yeah, it like well, it went, it went and did it. It went and got coyote when bugs brought coyote on it. We have seen sentient. That thing we have huge. seen sentient objects though. Yeah, but I think I don't know if this was sentient because Wiley created it, and we didn't see it under any stress. It, yeah, it, it didn't go through any stress. I uh, I think it was just like kind of real top level AI that this thing had in it, yeah. and I think it was over engineered for what Wiley needed because he put on three different things that it could target. Yeah. Rather than just rabbit. So actually what he should have done. Yeah, but what he should have done is just went, I'm just gonna design this thing to kill rabbits and not give it such a high advanced AI that when Coyote was written on it by bugs and turned the dial that it knew what to do. Yeah, he should have just put a a normal switch in there. Yeah, to kill rabbit. That's it. Not not an advanced AI that reads the surface of a thing and sees what a knob is pointing yeah, to. Exactly. A knob that's presumably attached to nothing if it has to read the surface of the machine. Yeah, you would assume. He just goes, what am I doing? Coyote, is it? Okay. So, yeah, okay. So, Let's yeah, I, I think that's what I think he's testing out to see whether or not he's actually the guy he needs. So, do you think Do you think Wiley made the shortlist? I think he probably did. I, like, you know, it, because... Has potential needs work? Yeah, well, cause the thing is, I don't think, like, you know, Bugs is going to knock people off because they didn't manage to knock Bugs off because that's a very silly way of going, you've made the shortlist, I'm dead. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, he's coming up against Bugs. Yeah. He's think- not going to win, and he did a very good job of trying. That was the thing. Yeah, how how damaging do you think this is going to be to, well, A, this, this hit damaging to uh, Wiley's uh, ego... I reckon not at all. You reckon not at all. He's just no. going to soldier on. No, I mean, like you, you saw how like kind of smug he was. Yeah, but he did he also say that his name start. was Mud. Yeah, but I think that's just because he was dazed. But the thing is, is he came up at the very start and just like went, uh, let, 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 let me just forestall you there before you try and... Like, He's a lot posher than I thought he would be. Yeah. 
But he was just like, I- I'm I'm much bigger, I'm much stronger, I'm faster, I will get you, I'm going to give you the customary two minutes to see. He definitely went to a private school or grammar school. Yeah. Like, he's definitely had hammered into him by someone at some point in his childhood that he's much better than everyone. Yes, exactly. Uh, and, like, you can tell by the way he talks, like, and having a high intellect probably hasn't helped that feeling of superiority. Yeah, right. it's like, it's that thing, it's like, to, to a level, it, 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 was, it was probably true when you were 12. Yeah. But, you know... And the thing is, is you're coming up against Bugs. You're coming like, up against Bugs like, Bunny. Like you, you might be a better knocks. Yeah, you might be a better inventor than Bugs, but you're not better than Bugs. Yeah, because he's Bugs got time Brooklyn. on his hands. <laughs> exactly. Bugs from Brooklyn. You, like, you, you know, you don't, you don't get these sort of street smarts in no. your hoity-toity private school. Why yeah, like, IOG? You get them on the streets. Yeah. And like, then, where did he go? Like Eaton or something like that? Do you reckon? I don't know. It's definitely somewhere posh. Yeah. He, he's definitely a. He definitely uses, uh, you know, a hundred words where two would do. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. He's 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 trying to. He, he yeah he wants that air of superiority. He loves it. He revels in it. He does. And so, uh, his pride was damaged at the end there. I yeah, I think it was. But I think you know, Bugs kind of needs to knock him down a little bit because he needs to stop him from being this murderous person who just feels that they can do whatever they want because they're smarter than everybody. Like he needs to go. No, you need to harness that intellect do we think in the it, right way do we think there's anyone who we've seen so far who would also be on the on the short list well i mean not yet but it's possible that this is the start of bugs trying to seek that out like i was just trying to think like we've had some like one-off sort of mad scientist types but ultimately you know they don't come off very well at the end of the episode yeah but i think uh, uh, peter Laurie was uh was a mad scientist for a yeah. while. Do you think Bugs but, considered Peter Laurie? But the thing is, is they they were tinkering with genetics, which is something that Bugs was trying to put a stop to. Whereas Wiley's tinkering with machines, sort of like technological yeah. machine, which like, he's going to need. Which is fine. Like that's, I think, the ones that don't make the shortlist because you know they're me- messing around with genetics, like I biology reckon, and chemistry. Reckon Marvin the Martian's probably on the shortlist. I reckon Marvin is not necessarily, or or someone he knows, like yeah. basically the Martians. Like I think are on the shortlist. Yeah, I think so. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see him try try Marvin out soon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like it's something we'll have to keep an eye on. You're like, just is he going to be fishing around looking for technological geniuses right now? Yeah, is that going to be his new vibe for a bit? Yeah, I think it's interesting because, like, we've seen him for a long time now just trying to round up and get uh, a, a team and get them yeah. sort of in, like, get them fight, fighting fit. Um, it's interesting to see him, like, trying to f- trying to flesh out the, the other end of the the other yeah. end of the spectrum. The, like, well, no, we need some sterling intellect here. Well, because that's it. It's like, we might need super suits. Exactly. He you doesn't know. We, know. We, like, we, we might have to take the fight to them, which means we're going to need spaceships. Yeah, who knows? So exactly. I, think, I think it's a wise move. Just, you know. It's a wily move. That's what it's it is. It's a wily move, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay, shall we uh, watch the last one for yeah, the day? Yeah, go on then. Uh, it's a character who was introduced, was he last, last episode, the episode before? Episode before, I think. Uh, Mark Antony. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, you know, he, he's definitely uh, well spoken. thinker. Told. Yeah. Um, but... He didn't seem actually as smart as all that, but we reckon he's already on agency. Yes, agency dollar. But uh, we'll see. Uh, it's also the introduction of a character called Pussyfoot. Who, if it isn't a cat, I'm going to be confused. Yes, uh, it's called Feed the Kitty as well, which I think it's points in that direction. Be a cat in it. So uh, join us watching Feed the Kitty and Mark and Pussyfoot uh, number from February second, nineteen fifty-two. <laughs> Mm-hmm.
Well, that was nice, wasn't it? It was really sweet. Mark Anthony has a new friend. Yeah, he's got a little little kitten. Yeah. Little... And he's allowed to keep him. So, so, so Pussyfoot is a tiny, cute little kitten. Yeah, and uh, Mark Anthony, uh, after I think his sort of life-changing revelations in the previous Mark Anthony episode, yeah. I think he's tried to go back to doing just dog stuff. Yeah, a bit, a bit more normality. He really can't keep it up uh, for very long. He, like, he sort of goes after the kitten a bit and he's like, nah, I can't. It's yeah, too, too, nah, too I cute. like him. Yeah. I'll have him. Uh, yeah, he just tries to keep it. So uh, basically the makeup of the episode is Mark Anthony finds Pussyfoot and Pussyfoot, you know, basically just falls in love with Mark Anthony and Mark Anthony falls in love with Pussyfoot as a sort of like, you know, father-child sort of yeah. relationship. And he keeps getting caught by uh, his owner with it and pretending that it's not a kitten. Yeah, um, because because she says if you bring one more thing into this house, yeah, like that's it, you're out. Um, but in the end, ultimately, she lets Mark Anthony keep pussy. Yes, yeah. that's the general arc of the episode. What do we think his owner is? Because it's I was going to say the rise of to, the leg people. We need to address the leg people because yeah, like, like, we've had a few before. Yeah, but, like but, no, but they not came out many. of nowhere really. Yeah, like because. Uh, if you're wondering what the leg people are, I'll be able to give you a brief rundown. If you've ever seen Tom and Jerry, they're owners. Yeah, that. yeah. Like, like, like any, any classic cartoon that is about sort of like small animals, especially cats, dogs, mice. Yeah. If there is an owner in the house, a human, which you assume is a human, you only ever really see them from the waist down. So you might see some like an arm with a hand kicking about somewhere, but it's mostly just legs. But also, they, like, there must be something different to just the human yeah, tunes because we're we've seeing seen humans. So we've seen humans, and also a lot of the time, like obviously there are some particularly small human tunes, like yeah. Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd. Uh, yeah, but yeah. they're not really well. They're neither of them really human tunes, no. right? But then a lot of the time we've seen humans who are of a comparable size to say Daffy Duck or Bugs yes. Bunny. Yeah. Now or Porky or. Mark Anthony comes up to a leg person's knee. Yeah. Like, it's a di- they're a different kettle of fish. Well, that's it. I mean, the thing is, like, we know giants exist and, you know, We do like know that, giants exist. I was going like, to bring that why up with giants. Yeah, but we've seen all of a giant. That's the thing. It's, it, it's why not Why are that. they showing us? Like, 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 what is on the top of these leg people? Because like, we know they've got bad? arms. They're so now really up to about shoulders that they're, they're fine. Yeah, probably the same. But, but what's going on on the top? Yeah, I don't know. Like, like maybe, maybe it's actually something trans-dimensional, something that the portal is showing us, but we can't see it because our eyes just don't... You know, like the same way we can't see infrared light or ultraviolet. Like, possibly the top half of them is just in a completely different spectrum that we cannot see it. But then the portal is very definitely uh, cutting it off rather than showing us and we can't see it. It's not like there's a gap. No, but what I'm thinking is that, you know, the portal is showing everything. But it's just, I mean, one, the, the TV we're watching. Maybe the TV's not big enough. Well, I'm wondering if it's something, not so much that we can't see, but our feeble minds can't comprehend. Yeah, yeah, there's a, yeah. Like, more like um, in, or, or that they, our minds don't want to comprehend. More like in yeah, so Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the someone else's problem field. Yeah. Which protects all the spaceships from being seen. is because, you know, you see it and you go, no. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> nah Somebody nah, else's problem. Block it. <laughs> yeah. Can't see that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, possibly. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's or the maybe fact the that they're always cut off it. at the top. Yeah, maybe the portal's filtering it because the portal knows we. It would just it's just you like know rack our minds. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know, but we need we need to keep an eye on these leg people. Yeah, I just want to know what they're about because the thing is, like, I remember them so prominently from like you know pretty much every cartoon, especially but, Tom and Jerry ones. I was going to say if they're a trans-dimensional thing, you know, is it is it a Han- Hanna Barbera universe situation? Ah, possibly, yeah. But po- like, 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 like possibly these leg people have come from there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's all I've got. Who were the leg people, and what do they want? Is Tom and Jerry Hanna Barbera. No, Tom and Jerry's uh, M- no, uh, M- MGM in it. No, no, I'm, it's, um, I'm sure it's Hanna-Barbera. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, for what, that Tom and Jerry universe. Yeah. That's where they're coming from, I reckon. Yeah. I reckon they are just, a, I think they're just bigger, more correctly proportioned humans. Where else have we seen leg people? Because it is mainly Tom and Jerry that I'm thinking of. Uh, oh, they were, I'm sure, some of the later Looney Tunes stuff, I'm sure there's leg people in, like, Pinky in the Brain and... Animaniacs. Yeah, and stuff there's like definitely that. Some, definitely Animaniacs actually. Yeah, there's definitely leg people in. I think in Animaniacs, and we like. I don't want to talk too much about it because a, I haven't seen it in a long time, and b, we'll get there. Yeah. But like, I remember finding the people that like the interaction with actual people in Animaniacs to be significantly more sinister than. Uh, yeah, it, was, it is yeah. here. It's yeah. a bit more like like that ghost of George Washington that sort of time. Yeah. It's just like, nah, this isn't right. I'm against it. <laughs> or, or the. Uh, um, uh, Metro Kingdom in the new in Super Mario Odyssey. It's just like this isn't right. Yes, yeah. This isn't it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this isn't okay. What were you thinking? It's just a bit. I know, a bit empty, a bit drone-like, a bit sort of weird mannequins. Yes, yeah. Like a freakish. Yeah, it's just episode really of the quite... Twilight Zone or Doctor yeah, Who. Or, yeah, like that, that's, that's what I was thinking. Like just a weird Doctor Who episode. It's like, what's going on here? Yeah, because I'm, I'm oddly like I never questioned leg people in all the. Tom and Jerry I watched but here no. because we've seen other stuff like I find the leg people kind of weird yeah and all, she, all, all she really like she was just like full on like I'm housewife I'll do housewife chores yeah I mean that was weird yeah she's baking biscuits doing the hoovering it like, was it, a very yeah, like, it's like it's like what you don't do anything at like almost like this is what I'm supposed to be doing she cut the cookies it was very much oh, was like mad. if an alien had had uh, cutting cookies just described to them very briefly and yeah. they'd never seen it done. It was like really haphazard. Yeah, and just, just like boof, 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 boof. Just like, it's like, no, you, you're wasting too much dough. Like, at least try and get your shapes to tessellate a little bit. Yeah, it's nuts. But using different shapes, different shape cookie cutters. Just all kinds. She, oh. had, she had so many out. Ridiculous. She Madness. had no idea what she was doing. <laughs> Unbelievable. Bloody leg people. Got to watch these bloody leg people. <laughs> so there's something to keep an eye out for. Leg people. Yeah. What do they want? Who's their leader? And should we bow down to them? <laughs> yeah, I think that's very important. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I think that's the main takeaway from that episode. I think so, yeah. It's those three questions. Um, so, uh, as always, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week with uh, another exciting 1952-based episode. Yeah. Uh, if you do enjoy the show, uh, please leave us a rating or a review uh, wherever you listen to uh, podcasts. But if you're one of those iTunes people, please do it there because it really, really helps our visibility. Yes. And we don't pay to advertise the show at all. Uh, so you'd be doing us a solid. And we know you exist because we've got the data. Yeah, we, we look at the numbers occasionally. So, yeah, please, please leave us a, a rating on iTunes. It would really help us out. Uh, uh, also, if you do have answers to any of the questions, questions uh that i raised by all means do get in touch um you know we're on facebook uh, i mean all the all the social media stuff we don't do 
you can yeah, still get you in can contact. Do it. Yeah, you can still get in contact with us. Yeah, uh, at TSJ Community um, is where you'll find us. Yeah, so give and us a holler, see if you can answer some of those questions. And chuck some theories at us because sometimes, yeah. some like occasionally, some some people have come up with some gold, and yeah. we've been like, that is absolutely correct. We should definitely definitely roll with that. So uh, until next week, uh, have a good one. We're going to leave you with a song, as per usual. Uh, due to Wiley Coyote's repeated failure in his calculations uh, in the Bugs episode, uh, we're going to roll with some Tom Lehrer, because Tom Lehrer's just good. Yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, we'll roll with uh, new math, because uh, I reckon that might be something to do with why Wiley Coyote's <laughs> not doing great. I wonder if Bugs will just give him a little lesson or sing him this song. Maybe, and, I do. Uh, maybe it'll fix everything. Who knows? So uh, until next week, have a good one, and we'll see you then. Some of you who have small children may have perhaps been put in the embarrassing position of being unable to do your child's arithmetic homework because of the current revolution in mathematics teaching known as the new math. So as a public service here tonight, I thought I would offer a brief lesson in the new math tonight. We're going to cover subtraction. This is the first room I've worked for a while. It didn't have a blackboard, so we will have to make do with more primitive visual aids, as they say in the ad biz. Consider the following subtraction problem, which I will put up here. 342 minus 173. Now, remember how we used to do that. Three from two is nine, carry the one. And if you're under 35 or went to a private school, you say seven from three is six. But if you're over 35 and went to a public school, you say eight from four is six. And carry the one, so we have 169. But in the new approach, as you know, the important thing is to understand what you're doing rather than to get the right answer. <laughs> Here's how they do it now. You can't take three from two, two is less than three, so you look at the four in the tens place. Now that's really four tens, so you make it three tens, regroup, and you change a ten to ten ones, and you add them to the two and get twelve, and you take away three, that's nine. Is that clear? Now instead of four in the tens place, you've got three, because you added one, that is to say ten to the two, but you can't take seven from three, so you look in the hundreds place. From the three, you then use one to make ten ones, and you know why four plus minus one plus ten is fourteen minus one, because addition is commutative, right? And so you got thirteen tens, and you take away seven, and that leaves five. Well, six, actually, but... <laughs> The idea is the important thing. <laughs> now go back to the hundreds place. You're left with two and you take away one from two and that leaves... Everybody get one? Not bad for the first day. Hooray for new math. New math. It won't do you a bit of good to review math. It's so simple, so very simple that only a child can do it. Now that actually is not the answer that I had in mind because the book that I got this problem out of wants you to do it in base eight. <laughs> but don't panic. Base eight is just like base 10, really, if you're missing two fingers. <laughs> Shall we have a go at it? Hang on. You can't take three from two. Two is less than three, so you look at the four in the eights place. Now that's really four eights, so you make a three eights, regroup, and you change an eight to eight ones, and you add to the two, and you get one two base eight, which is ten base ten, and you take away three, that's seven. Okay? Instead of four in the eighth place, you've got three because you added one, that is to say eight, to the two, but you can't take seven from three, so you look at the 64s. 
64. How did 64 get into it? I hear you cry. Well, 64 is 8 squared, don't you see? Well, you ask a silly question, you get a silly answer. From the three, you then use one to make eight ones. You add those ones to the three, and you get one three base eight. Or in other words, in base ten, you have eleven, and you take away seven, and seven from eleven is four. Now go back to the sixty-fours. You're left with two, and you take away one from two, and that leaves... Now let's not always see the same hands. <laughs> That's right. Whoever got one can stay after the show and clean the erasers. Hooray for new math, new math. It won't do you a bit of good to review math. It's so simple, so very simple, that only a child can do it. Come back tomorrow night. We're going to do fractions. <laughs>